0: Are you ready for change?
1: Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait!
0: Okay now, from the beginning.
1: Hit it, boys.
0: You're listening to the Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Ovid, pastor, recovery coach, author, and pastoral counselor. He's the creator of emotional relearning, and we have been doing a series here on this podcast about anxiety and worry. And it's been quite a trip. We've been uh, talking about some of the things behind it, why we worry, where anxiety comes from. And uh, even more importantly, how do we deal with it? How do we address it? And uh, how do we know if it's true or false? And these have all been good. And yet, Ron, I know... You're a pastor. You've been in the ministry since you were 20. You've seen a lot of lives changed. You've had a lot of experience in that. And and today I think you're going to uh, talk a little bit more about some of the spiritual solutions to anxiety. And I'm looking forward to hearing this. And uh, I trust that the audience will listen and try to consider what it is you're talking about and what you're saying. And so let this come from your heart, Ron. Tell us some of the spiritual solutions to anxiety.
1: All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know, I believe in a lot of things that I've been teaching, obviously, already. And and I'm so excited that, you know, I've been able to study neuroscience and psychology and bring some of that to it. But one of the significant things that has helped me in my life with anxiety and that has been uh, knowing uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and knowing God and, and having the Bible there to read. And so I want to share a little bit about that today. What are some of the spiritual solutions? worry and fear is a real thing. You know, the majority of diseases that we have are caused by a lot of this chronic anxiety and worry and stress and there's a lot to fear today. I mean, we have fear of losing a job of old age, you know, all kinds of things bother us, you know, global warming and you know, nuclear uh, holocaust and you know, children are worried. Children are afraid to go to school today, you know, and so We have a lot of worry going on, and I think one of the best descriptions I've ever read about someone that suffers with anxiety disorder was on a uh, website for phobias, and I want to read it to you because I think it, it kind of explains it. It says, if you suffer from phobia and fear, you probably don't want to talk about it or want people to know that you have this disorder. Why? We both know the answer to that question. First, deep down inside, you may feel that there's something wrong with you, that you're different and out of control at times. That's because you experience phobia or fear that you may be defective in some way that can never be fixed. Second, somewhere inside you may feel that no one really understands you and how you feel, no matter how compassionate, understanding, or competent a friend or a therapist may be, you know that they haven't experienced the feeling and terror that you experience in your body. And then third, this may be the toughest part. Just talking about your phobia and fear symptoms brings on the symptoms themselves. It's kind of a catch-22. And here again, I encourage you, if this is triggering you, just take a... Nice, relaxing breath and calm down. You you know, we're not here to hurt you. Just calm down, relax. We have some good news for you, okay? It's the most tragic part of phobia and fears is that they prevent you from living a life to the fullest. You may not want to go to certain places or experience certain events for fear. It may trigger your phobia or fear. Regardless, phobia and fear prevent us from living a joyful, vibrant life. Boy, I thought that article was right on. But there is good news. There's a way out. Dr. Edmund Byrne is a famous cognitive psychology in the field of anxiety disorders, and he wrote a classic book called *The Anxiety and Phobia Workbook. I have it at home on my bookshelf. And yet because of his own reoccurrence of anxiety, he was forced to say that there are limits to his own theories. And he concluded this, this is his own words, In my own experience, spirituality has been important, and I believe it will come to play an increasingly role in in the psychology of the future. Now, why there's no evidence in my knowledge of whether he's a believer or not, he does acknowledge the spiritual-emotional link. And, you know, I thank God that he's able to help us. It's been something in my life most of my life, and I thank God that he's able to help us with it. And so, you know, I had a fear of the dark, fear of being mugged, fear of abandonment, fear of traveling, fear of the water, fear of rejection, fear of failure. Later it blew up into fear of traveling and eventually a bad case to claustrophobia got so bad and I remember fears of of worrying thoughts, obsessive thoughts that I might do something wrong And it got so bad, I was afraid to go to sleep because I was afraid I'd get up and start fearing all over again. The best thing that happened in my life was coming to know the Lord. At a young age, I had to lean on Him, and I learned how to lean on Him and start trusting Him. And and I started practicing trusting Him more and more, and it was my own form of this systematic desensitization. Uh, And so the Lord helped me with my fears, his abiding presence, the power of his word, his promises, the Holy Spirit that groans on my behalf, I believe probably far more than he has for others, has made all the difference in my life. Uh, Faith is no trite word for me. My whole life was either fear or faith. My friend, if the Lord's helped me, I know he can help you. So let's look at it a little bit. Worry, let's look at the different forms. Worry is different than concern. You know, concern means to have an interest in, give attention to, be engaged by a situation as a matter of consideration or responsibility, but worry, worry is this disquiet and uneasiness of the mind and, and anxiousness of concerning, of an impending and anticipated situation. It's fretting. And so concern becomes worry when we fail to relate the situation that confronts us to the source of a sufficiency in God. To worry is to assume a responsibility that's not necessarily ours to assume. Failing to recognize that God is bigger than any problem we might have and loves us enough to seek our highest good in the midst of every situation. And so worry kind of takes on a thing, well, it's up to me to take care of this. In a sense, you can look at it as a practical atheism. You know, we're living as if there is no God. Even though we may believe in him, we're acting as if he's not there to understand that he is there. What are some of the things I, I worry about or I believe when I'm worrying? Well, I, I might believe that, you know, God doesn't care or that he really can't make a difference or I need to do it myself or I can't really trust him. I can't trust God with my outcomes. And so what's the cure? The cure for that is faith. You know, is there going to be fear or faith? in believing that God is in charge of all things that we can rely on him to do what's eternally best for us and in Romans 8:35 through 39 says it well it says who can separate us from the love of Christ so trouble or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no Paul says, "No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation." will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If that's the first time you ever heard it, I encourage you to stop, rewind, <laughs> you know, set it back and listen to it again. Get out a Bible and look at Romans eight thirty-five through 39. Tremendous passage about the love of God. Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. Not even our own worry and ourself. And so we need to see that worry becomes a habit. But so can faith. So can faith. And we need a habit of faith. And the question is, what do we choose? Jesus said in John 14, listen to this one, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. In Matthew 6, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life. Do not worry about tomorrow. And Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your care on him because he cares for you. And, you know, you need to take that sack of worry off your back and lay it at his feet and say, here, you take it. It says cast. I mean, throw it. Just throw it at him. and Let him have it. And when we come up against something and start to worry, we need to take a hold of fear and say, no, this is wrong. We need to renounce it and repent of it and we need to give it back to God and say, I want to choose faith. And, you know, it can apply to anxiety as well. You know, anxiety is that overwhelming apprehension, right? That things, you know, and it torments me, you know, that uh, something is going to go wrong. There's impending danger. And so the Bible speaks about anxiety. And he says in Psalms 38, I am full of anxiety because of my sin. Or in 94, Psalms 94, my anxious thoughts multiply within me. The proverb says, anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down. And isn't that true? So what are some of the lies I believe when I'm being anxious? Well, God is not in charge. Hey, things have to go my way, do they? Or, uh, you know, something is going to go wrong, and I can't make a mistake. Well, God knows he loves you. God won't love me if I'm wrong. So trust, before we talk about faith, trust in this case is a biblical cure for anxiety. Psalms 37 says this, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He'll do this. We trust in God when we pray to Him about our situations and we leave it with Him. We don't pick it up again. Paul wrote this to the Philippian church. He says, be anxious for nothing. But in prayer, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's a tremendous promise that we can go to Him. And then, you know, there's fear. We've talked about worry and anxiety, and there's fear. It's this experiencing it's an anticipation of something specific, pain or danger, you know, that's going to come. And fear can range from healthy fear to phobias, right, which are irrational. And what do we believe when we're fearing? You know, I'm all alone. Boy, that's a big one. I'm all alone. No one loves me. No one can help me. God isn't able to help me. God's not in control. I mean, these are some of the lies that we're believing, and we need to attack these things and change them. Or I'm a victim. And what's the cure? We talked about faith. We talked about trust. The cure here for fear is truth. Two ways to let truth permeate our mind and heart is through prayer and meditation. The Bible says in Joshua, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Paul wrote Timothy this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. And so we need to help tear down these strongholds that we have. Paul says, though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And so we talk about strongholds, these arguments and this pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. It, it's anything that occupies our mind and will and holds us captive, keep us, keeping us from choosing the will of God. And here's the key. It's where we have made agreements with the lies. You see, it's one thing to, to, to hear a lie and maybe believe it a little bit. Oh, I'm no good. or God isn't here but sooner or later we make an agreement with it. And why I like to use that term is because it makes me see that I went past the line, I've crossed the line here. I've made an agreement with it and it kind of disgusts me. And the good thing about that is I can start to disagree with it. I take back that, I'm sorry, I take back that. I disagree with that now. And there's real freedom in that. We take captive those lies, those thoughts, and we go back, we disagree with it. And so Paul tells us to be strong in the Lord, put on a full armor of God, so we can stand against these things. And he talks about, you know, with the belt of truth around our waist. You know, truth is important. And so we need to get into the Word of God. We need to listen to Him. We need to meditate. We need to know Him and entrust Him. The Word of God, it says, is living and active, and it penetrates and divides the soul and the spirit and judges the thoughts and attitude, and so the Word of God is able to reshape our thinking. Listen to the Word of God. Get into it. Second prayer, practice of praying scripture changed my life. I started praying the Word, and it's my favorite type of meditation. In fact, I have a book called Power Up. And in there, I have scripture verses put in the first person. And I've had people write me and said, you know, they took the section on anxiety and they started reading like the 20, 25 verses. And it became like a, a battle cry for them and meditation. And it started changing their thinking. And I encourage you to look up that book on Amazon, Power Up, and it will really help you with, with your thinking. You can pray the scriptures. And then third and last, retell your story let God enter your story. What story are you telling yourself? What story are you telling others? Is your story full of how you're a victim? Is your story full that you're full of anxiety, that you're really scared that there's pending doom? Well, let God come into that story. Let God come into that story, and you and God together retell it. You're not alone. You are loved. He will never leave you or forsake you. He knows what you're going through. Let God put a different ending onto that story. Let him start giving you a story now that is without anxiety, that lays down fear, that trusts in him, that has a new truth, and God will be able to set you free from the anxiety and the fears that you have.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that with us, some deep insights into the spiritual realm, into the part of us that needs to tap into what God has offered and through his word and through his spirit and just very sound advice. And we thank you. And thank you, Ron, for all the personal touch in uh, many of these things you've shared. And you've been listening to the Mr. Change Agent podcast, and we just concluded a series on anxiety and fear. And I trust that you'll listen to it again. You'll tell friends about it. Uh, You'll tell them how to get to the uh, site that you're at where they can listen to it as well. And we'd invite you and them to look at other resources that are available through Ron's ministry. You have the Mr. Change Agent YouTube channel. You just go to YouTube and type in Mr. Change Agent. You'll see a logo. Click that and you'll be right there on the page. And there's all kinds of materials and videos to watch and audios to listen to. And then there's the uh, empowerforliving.com website, and on there, if you go to empowerforliving.com forward slash resources, you'll see all kinds of material that can help you as well. And then Amazon. You go to Amazon, type in Ronald Ovit, Ronald Ovit, and a myriad of his books will appear, and you can uh, buy them, share them with others, look at them, read them, and be blessed. So thank you. God wants you to have a victorious life. We were made to live victoriously, to be made in God's image, to trust and to love God and be loved by Him. So I trust you can start that today. A lot of helpful, meaningful tips from Ron. And I just invite you to join us again next time on the Mr. Change Agent podcast. (laughs)